Welcome to episode 637 of the PS Nation podcast. I don't know why that number was like hard to say. It's just numerical order. <laughs> I struggled with that one a little bit. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, you've been doing this too long. Yeah, time to stop. I'm done. All right, see you later. Okay. <laughs> my name is Dave Hunt. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by Michael Swick. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm a little tired today. It's been like a rough like week or so uh, with work and everything, but I'm here. Very sleepy. Recording later than usual, too. Yeah. It's almost past your 10 o'clock bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I early day tomorrow. So, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, obviously, this is the PS Nation podcast. I got an email the other day from somebody. And I don't know how factual this is or isn't, but we're like in the top 15 PlayStation centric podcasts on. I'd have to pull the email up and find out the exact company, but some feed audio or something like that. Mm. I don't know. Did you get that email, too, or no? Uh, no, but I've been really bad at looking at my emails. Yeah. So, somebody was, like, you know, asking us if we wanted to add any more information. I just got it the other day, and I haven't sent it to Glenn or anything like that. To, sometimes when we get certain things like that, it's just a bunch of bull. So, but this one actually had it listed, like, uh, I think we were, like, sixth or seventh on this list or something. So, it was so I, I just pulled up something. It's just, uh, player FM, player.fm, top uh-huh. PlayStation podcast. We're, we're on there. I don't know if they're just listing all of them, but... Uh, we're right behind PS I Love You, the official blogcast, and Podcast Beyond, and then it's PS I Love You is not going on anymore, is it? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. But maybe we're still. Even if they weren't still going on, they would probably still maintain the most popular <laughs> uh, downloads for a little yeah. while. It says PlayStation Nation podcast in feed spot top fifteen PlayStation podcasts. So, and I I looked up the. It, it didn't appear like it was a spam email, so it was interesting. But I don't know what Feedspot is. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so that's a thank you to you wherever that ranking is, listeners uh, listening, subscribing, and downloading. So you can do that through multiple platforms of your choice, whether it's Spotify or Spotify on your PlayStation. Uh, I'm sorry, on your PS4, or you can use Google Play, Podcast Attic, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, iTunes, whatever they whatever they're using on there now. Um, and Stitcher, you can stream the podcast as well. Links for all of those are in the description. You can also just listen to the podcast directly on your computer if you so choose. Um, just click on the web post, and then you can just listen to the RSS feed directly. And you can also download the RSS feed to your computer, desktop, laptop, whatever. And we would appreciate if you could uh, share the podcast in any way possible, whether it's through reviews, helping us move up charts, like that one that Feedspot has that we probably don't understand how it works. Or um, just like when somebody's looking for a podcast that they see reviews about some people like it, some people don't like it, whatever. So if you could do any of that, we would appreciate it. We are going to jump right into some news. Um, full disclosure, Michael added this news recently, and I really haven't had a chance to look at all of it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'll just go through it. Uh, a lot <laughs> it's of a it's, slower news week anyway. So. <laughs> it's going to be like that until uh, Gamescom next week? Yeah, August twentieth is like August that next yeah next week is Gamescom. Yeah. So we'll get some news in then. Till now, it's just kind of stuff making headlines that should be obvious. Like the first story, uh, Quantic Dreams pretty much said this before, but apparently it's news yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> their next game and all their future games are going to be multi-platform. <gasps> uh, it's making rounds. It's funny how this stuff makes the rounds frequently, even though it's like. I thought this was a given that this was going to happen, but I guess no one's going to lock them up for any exclusivity deals, at least right now. Um, I know NetEase has a minority stake in them. Yeah, 
NetEase has been throwing some money around lately. So yeah. Uh, who else did they throw? They threw in a Destiny, Bungie. Right? Yeah, Bungie. Bungie. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, NetEase is um known for mobile gaming primarily. Mm-hmm. So it's really curious about what this would be with their investments into Quantic Dreams and into Bungie. So. Uh, but, but since they're minority stakes, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like funding for another console PC. Game. Yeah, just an investment. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Quantic Dream probably has like really good tech that you would probably want to. Not at cheap least. tech either, I would assume. Like the, what, what, the stuff that they're running, I'm sure it's not just like they're not getting it from the dollar store. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely tech that would uh, a company like NetEase would probably be interested in just getting some in, more info on that tech and just learning from them. Because despite what I think about the, the writing and the games, their tech is really good. Detroit's <laughs> a really beautiful game. Uh, but this is just... Uh, the their their games I I believe all of them now are on PC or there's still yeah, a couple they, more they're that are their, coming on, they're on their way or something yeah, yeah like I think Detroit already yeah Detroit already yeah. came out but I think Heavenly Raid or having yeah yeah I mean I Heavy just think Raid. over overall with any of these companies we're into the state of point with games with cross save and cross play and all that garbage talk about whatever's going on with that stuff at the point of where these companies are realizing that there's probably a little bit more long-term money in multi-platforming than there is in signing, you know, an X million dollar exclusive deal with a company to only be there. Now, obviously Quantic Dreams has been able to make a name for themselves with the deal that they had with Sony to the point of where a company like NetEase wants to invest in them because they have a track record of what they've shown. But doing something like this is just an evolution of a studio. Yeah. It it just makes sense if you don't get purchased by a, a major company this is what you have to do yeah like double fine wouldn't be in the position they were in to be purchased by microsoft if they made garbage content yeah so. and, and it's it's funny though like double fine is sounds like because they got that money from microsoft they're able to delay the game for good to make reasons. it better yeah, yeah. They're just like we can tighten this up we we can breathe easy instead of pushing out a product that might not have been as good mm-hmm uh, but we'll jump on, we'll continue this exclusivity train because the next two stories <laughs> are basically from the same thing. Uh, what is his name? Uh, so head of Xbox Studios, uh, Mike Booty, would talk to, with Game Informer for a while about this, their exclusivity deals. And I have a cat who's just running. <laughs> I was right wondering now. what that was in the background. Yeah, I figured. Uh, we got them like catnip mice <laughs> toys and they've been just going crazy i was like either sarah's trying to get your attention or you've got an animal moving around fast. no no there, there's a cat like this i don't know if you saw me jump but a cat just like yeah. flew over my shoulder so. but not in a twitch stream ban me sort of way yeah cat oh just gosh. like almost yeah. uh, attacked me okay so uh matt booty uh head of xbox studios was talking to game informer and a lot of exclusivity talk was going around, especially because they just acquired all these first-party studios. And it sounds like The Outer Worlds, which, as we know, is coming to PlayStation, PC, and the Nintendo Switch, which is odd. Uh, but all the, the Outer Worlds is uh, coming to a bunch of different platforms, but the way he was talking about the future of The Outer Worlds, because they see a franchisability for this game, it would probably be exclusive. Like, he sees... The value in the game being exclusive uh, for the sequels if they do sequels. Uh, Obsidian does have other projects that are in the works that will most likely be exclusive, but the future of Outer Worlds might just live on Xbox when uh, after the first game. 
Which is interesting because it's kind of the reverse of what we've seen happen with other franchises, where they're like the first game is exclusive to a console, and then, and then like the second and third games become like Mass Effect and yeah. Titanfall and things like that, like where like exclusivity deals were signed and the companies realize, hey, we've got a really good game here, we don't necessarily need you know another exclusivity deal versus this is going to come out multi-platform, which would you know like if. The, the crazy part is, like, you know, like, everybody's wondering, you know, Microsoft buying these studios is to help them sell consoles, and then if it gets to the point where somebody plays Outer Worlds on PlayStation 4, because that's what they own, and then Next Gen comes out and they want to play the next one, and it's only on the next Xbox, it may or may not make them buy that. <laughs> but, so my next story, from the same interview, uh, Matt <laughs> Booty said that Xbox might allow their studios to create multi-platform games. If it makes sense. So, uh, the, the exact which is already is, happening, which is already happening with Minecraft. And they said like, it made sense for Minecraft because it was already multi-platform before they purchased it. And it'd be weird to just cut it off. Even though if they would have, it probably would make Xbox a lot of money for exclusivity right. rights. No iPad. <laughs> but it is interesting though, cause there's some weird support things with, uh, Minecraft, but I think it's mostly just because PlayStation kind of locked themselves out of Minecraft, right? Uh, with how they they run everything. But his quote is, um, "Yeah, I think we would. I think that the question is less binary about should it be on Switch, should it be on PlayStation, and more does it make sense for the franchise? In other words, is it a game where it would benefit from the network effect of being on a bunch of different platforms, or is it a game where we can best support it by putting resources?" And making sure that our platform, uh, making making sure that our platform things like XCloud, Game Pass, and Xbox Live are really leaning into support the game. Man, I, I feel like they pulled up a bad quote because I'm like reading that <laughs> word for word. But it sounds like if the game isn't directly benefiting from the XCloud services or isn't in the Game Pass or any some any any of one of their offerings or technology it would benefit to have the game go multi-platform for reasons like that. But it, it, Minecraft makes sense. But when we talk about, like, uh, the Outer Worlds, that seems like a game that there would be really no benefit to make that multi-platform because it could be a system seller. Like, it, Microsoft's putting themselves in this weird spot where they want to be kind of on everything... But they also need to make money. And if they're not selling, will they just lean into just putting it out on everything? But even then... Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the argument we've been hearing for a long, long time, though. Like, Microsoft doesn't really want to be in the hardware business anymore. And I almost yeah. like they kind of feel like they have to be just because of the way things are working right now. But if they're going to... If they see more of a value in software, I mean, they could end up going, like, the Sega route. But the, the only thing I worry about that is... Going the Sega route doesn't make them as much money to where I don't even feel like Microsoft would be interested in the amount of money they would make from software sales. Because Microsoft makes so much money off their other endeavors, you know, Windows and uh, their enterprise services, that I wonder if them going a studio route makes sense for them. Or if Microsoft just decides to call it a day, they just close everything down. Because they're not making a ton of money off the consoles, but they're 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 not winning right now. But even when they were at their best, I don't think it was making that much of a dent compared to what their Windows business does. Right. 
So I, I'm curious just to know about where Microsoft goes. Yeah, I mean, they're in a situation this. where they're, they'll be able to actually see statistical data if these things are benefiting them or not. And they, they own the companies, like Outer Worlds. They own... Um, it's Obsidian, right? Yeah, Obsidian. Yeah, Obsidian. They own Outer Worlds. So they'll see where the value from a multi-platform game comes from. And then also Double Fine. The Psychonauts is still coming to PlayStation, I believe. So mm. they'll see where the value of that comes from. And they'll get to see those books directly. I mean, they own the companies now. So they'll get to have their hands on the finances and see. And they'll look at the data and understand if it's something that they want to continue to do or not continue to do. I mean, it doesn't really hurt them other than, you know, it doesn't make it a console seller. That's all. Yeah. You know, but if it means that, you know, we've always heard that when, you know, like the biggest argument years ago used to be like Halo numbers versus Uncharted numbers and Halo's popularity and what it was doing at the time and then how many consoles, how much, in at least in the US, 360 was dominating PlayStation 3 at launch. Um, it showed that exclusivity mattered. Now you look at things of where we see, we hear uh, certain games, like obviously like God of War like takes off like crazy, but these other exclusivity deals that are like, oh, this game only sold this much. And, you know, like where Square came out years ago and said that Tomb Raider was a disappointment, you know, when it had the six-month exclusivity on um, Xbox and things like that. So it's definitely like hard to say like how much profit sharing there's involved. Like, they're okay with, you know, Sony obviously is okay with Naughty Dog selling X amount of dollars of a certain Uncharted game because they get all the profit. They own the IP. They publish the game. They get everything yeah. versus having to share that money with the studio. This is going to put, like, fans in an interesting spot, specifically when it comes to Outer Worlds, is they can make a, a, a dent or, you know, like, tell Microsoft with their wallets like we want to play more of these games and depending on what that difference is between copies of Xbox uh, you know the, the number of Xbox copies sold versus the number of PlayStation copies sold that might be a very important number going into the future of the franchise mm -hmm. on whether they do go multi-platform because if it's like like we, early on we were hearing numbers of like you know, PlayStation games for certain franchises were selling like three to one versus mm -hmm. the Xbox. If those numbers maintain for for these other games or for, specifically for, for the Outer Worlds, that might mean the Outer Worlds 2, if they make it, would just be multi-platform because the numbers are so different. Or they do timed exclusives and just like, okay, Xbox, since it's a first-party studio... We get the first dibs on this game. Right. And then the PlayStation people, like, six months a year later, just so they can, like, recoup costs if things don't go yeah, their way. Or all the pre-order bonuses or DLC, like, you know, a couple week early access for DLC or something like that. You know, like, obviously, like, that stuff there. And then the, the, the thing, too, that we saw all over the Microsoft press conferences and stuff like that, like, they just want you to buy Games Pass. Mm-hmm. So even if the game is on, you know, again, it's that it's that, you know, like do we, you know, you and I have had this conversation about owning an Xbox and just getting games pass and that's it, mm -hmm. you know, and like, and w the value appears to be there right now. So to the point of where, like, if these, even if these games are still coming out on PlayStation, it could still be a better value just to have your Xbox and have a games pass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still subscribed to, to games pass on PC cause it's, five dollars it's not updating as much as i want but it's on pc but i'm mm -hmm. still downloading games that i just never play <laughs> yeah but i mean i just like and but they're still getting a certain amount of money from you per month 
you yep. know, versus like maybe you won't go buy another physical game unless you're ready to play it. Like the average consumer will let a reoccurring subscription, whether it was back in the day, newspapers or Sports Illustrated or ESPN magazine versus now. Like, I don't even I don't even know how much I'm paying for Netflix. Yeah, if you oh man, I think it's <laughs> 11 12? Yeah, but I mean, we've got the multiple screen thing. Like, like we've got like four or five screens that we can access to. Oh, because, at one like, time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law have the passcode or whatever. I ran into that situation the other day when Angela and I were trying to watch TV. That we looked at this. It actually tells you who's like what device is watching and what they're watching. And it was like Owen had it on and Zoe had it on in her in her bedroom and then Jonathan had it on downstairs because he was home and then our our sister-in-law had it on. I'm like, well, I guess we're not watching Netflix tonight. <laughs> so. I was gonna say that's when you pick who's your favorite kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we could always just watch something else, you know. But it was just kind of one of those things where, like, I hardly ever run into that situation. But at the same time, I don't remember, like, because it's just like twelve bucks a month on my bill. You know, mm-hmm. like I, that hits my credit card every thirty days or whatever. God, and I, I think I, that Games Pass would be kind of in that same boat. Yeah, if I do a breakdown of things I'm subscribed to that I don't really use, yeah, uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Music, Xbox Game Pass. WWE Network. <laughs> you use that stuff though, don't you? I mean, you, I, I, mean. I, I use I use the Netflix Hulu. I only use once a week, and that's for Master Chef. So as soon as Master Chef's over, I'm canceling Hulu. WWE, I'm probably gonna cancel that just because they just updated. They went. I guess the MLB Network stuff was the back end of their streaming service. Up until about a couple months ago, and then they moved over to a different platform, and it's trash now. <laughs> like, because they moved away from that MLB network tech, which is really good. They moved to something else, so I might cancel them. Hulu, I'll cancel. Amazon Music, I'm debating on canceling. On oh, Prime, I guess you can count Prime, which I never watch any Prime videos. Yeah, but you, like, I feel like the Prime's kind of just, the, the Prime video thing is kind of just a throw in. It's I mean, just for, a throw-in. For yeah, me it, right now, like, the, the Boys is on there. I've been trying to watch a little bit of that, you know. And it sounds like they're trying to get a little bit better with some of their exclusive content and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't. I pay for Prime for other reasons other than um, streaming. So. Well, it's like I, I'm uh, su- subscribed to Amazon Music right now. Even though there's Prime Music, but it doesn't have all the newest releases. But mm-hmm. I've just been so obsessed with uh, uh, the Blank Check podcast where I haven't listened to music in like three weeks. So I, I probably need to cancel that. There's so much money that I, I think feel a lot of people are doing right now where they're just throwing away money in subscription services, and yeah. I'm definitely uh, doing well, that. did you see – I don't remember the exact article or, or where I saw it, nor do I know the exact numbers, but did you see, like, Netflix released how many people are still on the disc plan? No, no, I didn't know because I know it they – It's still – it's like 2 million people. Okay. It's funny because they, they just lost, like – or they didn't grow as much as they did or they, this is the first quarter yeah. they actually lost – subscribers right but i mean like they released some statistical data like a couple months ago that or somebody like found it of how many people were still on the getting the disc mailed to their house see now i'm going to netflix's website right now <laughs> just to see if they even advertise that or if i have to dig around their site <laughs> right so to, to do that but I mean, this is like this is what you were talking about like last week when we talked about the Ninja to Mixer thing. Like the this is not going to get any better in terms of mm-hmm. you know like Microsoft's Game Pass services and whatever they're you know like this is their inside way of kind of going back on the original Xbox One plan of where they wanted you to be connected online and they, you know like they're just kind of like repackaging this now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they were just a little too ahead of the curve and too aggressive 
you know, five years ago. Yeah. Six years ago when people were like, well, that's, you know, bull. and it just, it was bad pre- presentation and bad marketing, you know, in terms of what they were trying to accomplish with the, like this digital interface and being connected to the internet and stuff like that. But, you know, the more people that are, you know, going back and forth, like on Games Pass or, you know, like on, you know, Amazon and all these things, like this is all. And then like you've always talked about too, like the data that they're getting from us. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I went to Netflix's website and... They don't mention streaming at all. Or, I mean, they only mention streaming. They do not mention discs at all. I have to mm-hmm. go to DVD.com to get <laughs> DVD.Netflix.com. And that is when I can actually sign up for it. So I guess they broke them apart on their website, which I vaguely remember. But it's seven ninety nine for one DVD out at a time. It's so weird. But yeah, holy shit. Netflix still does DVDs. I still have my Netflix PS3 streaming discs uh, somewhere. Uh, yeah, so it says Netflix may may stop mailing movies by 2022, but 3 million people still have DVD plans. In fact, it's become commonplace to refer to Netflix as a streaming service, but don't forget that when Netflix first launched, it was a solely on physical media. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated because the site even feels old. <laughs> yeah, it's seven ninety nine for one disc out at a time, unlimited, and then eleven ninety nine is two discs a month. Oh wait, and that's only for DVD. If I want HD Blu-ray, it's nine ninety nine a month for one disc out at a time, or fourteen ninety nine for two discs out of a time. It's so weird. <laughs> I I've not seen a red envelope in forever. Yeah, I know, and like, nor can I, to be honest with you, I can't think of, like, I have tons of movies on, like, Movies Anywhere and everything like that, and Voodoo and everything like that now. I can't think the last time that I got up and grabbed a movie off the shelf and put it in a DVD player. Yeah, no, I mean, I still do that for for certain stuff. I picked up Endgame today. Yeah, I mean, I put the code in and then set it on the shelf. Oh, no, I see, I, I never redeem my codes. I, you, can I never send that, you can send that code to me then. No, no, I'm going to keep them just because you want them. <laughs> no i i'd never redeem the codes but i'll watch the movie once and then i'll put it on the shelf and then forget about it and then once disney plus is out yeah it's over yeah, it's over <laughs> though because really the last couple years the only movies i've bought on disc have been marvel movies right everything else i stream or you know don't care enough about oh wait yeah. uh, when did la la land come out i think that was the non the last non marvel movie i purchased physically was la la land so Ryan Gosling movies, Marvel movies <laughs> and Marvel. <laughs> I purchase. All right, so when they you, bring out when they bring out Gosling Plus, you'll be all over it. So. Hell yeah, I would. There's so <laughs> many classic Ryan Gosling movies. I'm just waiting for him to do a Marvel movie, and then I'm gonna live in the movie theater until it's not there anymore. All right. So last news story. Uh, again, <laughs> not a huge surprise that this is happening. It, not a huge surprise. Still a little weird how they're doing it. So Resident Evil Capcom has been sending out applications for people that live in Los Angeles and New York and Japan. They're specifically sending out to Resident Evil ambassadors, which I didn't really know was is a thing I, that could maybe be an influencer program, and it also this could be a fan club. But they're asking people in Japan, it's September 8th and 9th, and then Los Angeles, September 20th, 21st, and New York, September 23 and 24. They're 
reaching out to loyal ambassador members to try out a new game in a Resident Evil franchise that's early in development. They will not be compensated for their time or travel. They could just experience the game and give feedback. <laughs> so focus testing, unpaid focus testing. And yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I, I know games get focus test. I've actually done a shit ton of focus tests for game. There seems to be a lot of focus testing done in Chicago from like a couple friends and stuff like that I have. Oh yeah. Uh, I personally have done focus tests for PlayStation Home, Mod Nation Racers, and a weird one. They were going to bring a DVR to the PS3 that is only available in Japan, and I did a focus test for that. Uh, they're they're interesting to school, but the, every focus test I've done for video games, I forgot I've done other video game focus tests because Chicago's big for that. And I was on some lists back in like high school and early college, so I went to focus tests. Um, but they've always been paid. I, I at a minimum, I always got paid like a hundred dollars for a couple hours of my time. But this, I guess, because they're reaching out to fans, this is a way to get around it. Of just like, hey, diehard Resident Evil fans want to play an early Resident Evil game and let us know what it is. There's no details on what exactly this is. Uh, IGN says it could be a remake, could be Resident Evil 8, could be a spinoff. Basically covering all grounds on what it could be. Uh, but it's weird. I, I just haven't really heard about this. Usually you're NDA'd like crazy for this, but I guess that yeah. isn't a thing in this day and age. Uh, but yeah, early Resident Evil. Uh, have you ever done a focus group? test no. thing mm -mm. yeah it's exactly what you think it is of just like i usually don't qualify because like i'm too like opinionated one way or the other oh yeah no <laughs> you lie that's what i do <laughs> you have to lie to get in i've never really seek them out either or anything like that so yeah i forget how i got in on it i think i knew someone that was at one of the many focus group agencies in chicago and they, they got me in and then i just became like the guy who would come in for the video You're game on the focus list tests. yeah especially when you're in that 18 to 24 year old range, that's the age that they always focus test right. a lot of. So there's always like, hey, sit in a room with 20 other video gamers and God, that's hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, I have so many like, like horror stories from this. Like, yeah, them. it's hard enough when you and I go to events and stuff like that and they try to hold their hands while we're playing the game. I'm like, I know how to shoot a gun. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like they they went to Reddit and then like grabbed usernames and threw them in a room and you're just like oh god these people are real they're not troll accounts right uh, but it's it's a you know it's exactly what you think for most of the test the focus groups that i've been in where it's just like everyone's at like a big conference table and then there's glass glass mirrors or you know like the two-way mirrors all the way around a room and totally can hear people talking behind those mirrors <laughs> it's just super really sucks yeah uh, yeah, right. maybe maybe I, I I probably wouldn't be breaking NDAs to talk about some of the stuff I've seen that never came true, that almost almost came true, but that's time for when I have more energy. Yeah, all right. So we got new releases for the week of August twentieth. Um, it looks like this is kind of the calm before the storm as we get ready into into September. Um, so it, you know, going right into you know the end of summer, we're gonna get a real fishing game. R E E L. Um, the Road Trip Adventures is a twenty nine ninety nine game, and it is just what you think it is. It's a fishing game. Um, 
again, like these games never never really look bad. Um, I think. Wait. Ah, oh, yeah. No, I played this. Yeah, okay. you played this. Yeah. So this is um, who's publishing Natsume. This? Uh, Natsume. Yeah. So this one um is a little bit more. I would say like RPG than fishing where you can like, you know, you're going to catch fish and you're going to pick, you know, like obviously you're going to clean the fish and cut them and you have cooks and you can upgrade the cooks. And then they can also, you know, they use some of the stuff to upgrade your equipment and stuff like that. The, I played it on the switch. So the mechanics of like how it worked were a little bit different. Um, but it, it almost felt like it went a little bit too far to that RPG side of like, you know, like working with, you know, how people are like, there's even like some relationships of like how it works between the cook and the fisherman and, you know, stuff like that. So it was the fishing mechanics seem kind of easy, but I know that a lot of times at events like E3 and stuff like that, they definitely scale down the, uh, the effects of these games and things like that. But it looked really cool. And, and again, it was like on a switch and I was using like a pro controller. So it was only like the, the real mechanic, the reeling mechanics with like the triggers and things like that and moving the line to the left or to the right based on, tension on the on the on the line and everything like that so mm-hmm. um but because the first couple screenshots i saw i didn't recognize it but then when i saw the rest of them i recognized it so that is a e for everyone and it's 29.99 um and then there is going to be a truck racing championship uh which is 39.99 which is rated e for everyone just representing the south with these two games from <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and I think we got an email about this that they're actually going to be adding wheel support to this soon. Um, I think we got an email this week about that. So, and uh, this is from Big Ben. I didn't. I, I had some stuff with Big Ben, um, but I didn't see this at E3. So, thirty nine ninety nine. There's um, some interesting. I mean, it looks. Those look I like mean, trucks. I, yeah, NASCAR truck driving. Like, <laughs> is that a thing? It must be a thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's if more it is. ad space on trucks than there yeah. is on a NASCAR. So, um, is it, it a NASCAR good. or do you just call them cars? I, I don't know. This, <laughs> it, it doesn't on the main cover. There's no, there's no major logo. It's just called PS. I mean, it says like the box art looks like PS4 truck racing championship. I know it, it looks super yeah. generic. No, but I have a real question: Are cars and NASCARs called NASCARs or just cars? They're called cars. NASCAR stands for the National. I don't remember. I used to know it was stock car racing. Like, so you wouldn't say like there's 32 NASCARs in this race. Correct. Okay. It, it, it's, s- it's racers. NASCAR is uh, is an acronym. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering. National has, Association you know, Stock Stock Car Automobile Racing is, I believe, what it stands for. Auto racing. Okay. National Association Stock Car Auto Racing. Something like that. So, that works so out. We're gonna, I guess. we're gonna get some bad hate mail. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this one doesn't look like it is it has any official licensing or anything like that to it and then on friday august 23rd um a game that has been on my list and i just i keep needing to to think about purchasing it and a lot of people that have played it have really spoken highly of it um including Chaz, who reviewed it i believe but dead cells uh action game of the year so they've released a lot of content for this game over time um and i'm, I'm assuming this is just all the content bundled together mm-hmm um but you know like probably the the version of the game to get at this point in time um it's roguelike but doesn't seem like it's as punishing uh but this was this came out early this year like february i think 
So the fact that it's already um, the game of the year edition is coming out already is is you know could be a good thing. So, but I know Chaz really liked it, so check out his review. Um, and that is your new releases for that week, and then it starts to get a little uh, a little hectic. We were looking ahead at new releases, and it's getting a little nutty. So, so we're getting into like controls coming soon, and then Borderlands. I know, I need and, that. I need yeah. that. So. <laughs> So, all right. Um, so those three games all have Amazon affiliate links attached to them on the show notes. We obviously have an affiliation with Amazon and a bunch of other stores. You can go to psnation.com uh, slash buy stuff. And then on the, on the left side of the page, click on the affiliate links banner. And when you click on there, it takes you to all the stores that we have an affiliation with. You click on that. It doesn't change your shopping. doesn't change your pricing. Just We get a, a commission for sending you there. So if you could you do that, that would be greatly appreciated if you're buying back to school supplies. I know a lot of kids in the South already went back to school. A lot of kids up North are going back to school. So if you're going to buy some notebooks or some backpacks and, and you think about using our affiliate links, that would be greatly appreciated to send your kids back to school so you have somewhere your free time. You know, I love it when my kids go to school. <laughs> so, um and then you can also still go to Zazzle.com slash PS Nation where you can search PlayStation Nation merchandise and look at all the stuff that we have there for you. And then our video services, twitch.tv slash PS Nation, where, again, we are an affiliated Twitch channel. So, therefore, we have the ability to have you as a viewer subscribe to us if you want to choose to do that for $5.99 um, right out of your pocket. That's, that's awesome and much appreciated. However, if you have Amazon Prime like Michael does, that he just consi- consistently just keeps paying for without for no apparent reason. Um, you can sub to us, uh, as long as you link it with your Twitch account, you can sub to us for free uh, with your Amazon Prime uh, and Twitch Prime account. So a lot of you have done that already, and we appreciate that. Again, if you see us streaming, if you see me streaming, you see Glenn streaming, you see Michael streaming, anybody streaming, and you, you used to be subscribed to us and it's not lit up, it has been working on mobile for me. Um, on my Android, so if you know, you check it. Click the box. It'll ask you if you want to use your Amazon uh, Prime subscription or if you want to use a paid subscription. You can click on either one of those, and then you can click share, and it'll tell us that you subscribed. And we would appreciate it. A lot of you have done that already, and it's helpful. Um, and the more that you guys can do with that, the more things that we can do, and it's appreciated. And a lot of the replays have been published on our YouTube channel, so YouTube.com/psnation, where you can see me like make a fool of myself playing Final Fantasy. And all that other stuff. If you can drop a subscription there, that is appreciated. Um, the other thing before we get into what we're playing and watching that we that I have decided to do um, is I am in the process of putting together a PS Nation fantasy football team for this year. A league, not a team. So um, on the forums, I posted something on Facebook and then I linked to the forums. I posted something on Twitter then I linked to the forums. And it will be in these show notes with a link to the forums. If you're interested, please go ahead and put something in the forums that shows that you're interested. I will build the build the league and start you know figuring out the draft. The draft will probably be as close to humanly possible to opening day as, as it can be, just because of all the craziness in the NFL right now with some holdouts and things like that. I don't want to like run a draft right now and then somebody gets traded or doesn't sign or sits out the whole year because that apparently is a thing. Um, so if you are interested in doing that, please go to the forums, find the fantasy football link. and go ahead and put your name in there and I will keep track of it. I've got like 12 or 13 people right now. So we obviously have, you know, more space. The larger we get, the harder the draft might become. But we'll see what we can do to make it work for everybody. So um, what we're playing and watching. So I just talked a whole bunch. So you get to go. Yeah. Uh, my list is kind of small. It's been crazy busy lately. Uh, jumped into the second uh, Ace Attorney game. Uh, two episodes in. Uh, 
still liking everything's going. I don't know if I like the music as much as I like the first one. There's they use some music from the first game into the second one, but the overall like some of the the bigger themes are changed. And that's like the only thing I can take away from the second one. It's still consistently really good writing and the level of difficulty is actually increasing pretty well from game, you know, the first game, five episodes and the second game, two episodes and it seems like uh I was worried going into it that they were going to, like, tutorialize everything all over again, and then it would be that, like, steady rise in difficulty, but it seems like this one, there's a little bit of tutorializing, uh, but once you get to the second episode, the difficulty is kind of almost where it left off uh, in the, the first game, so it wasn't too much. I, I was really, really worried that it was going to be a little bit of a drag in terms of ramping up the difficulty, especially, you know second game comes out they sometimes they some franchises to start fresh and then you're just like oh okay we're gonna play around with this more i like that a lot of the games have lately like i've seen instead of like setting they don't really call them like it's not like easy normal and hard anymore they call it like like mlb started doing this a little while a couple years ago like experienced or novice and stuff like that and it pretty much talks about like similar to what you're talking about like i played the other games in the series i know what's going on put me at this level I want a challenge. Put me at this level. I have no idea what's going on. Put me here. I, I, I did. I, I, I'm trying to think Detroit because I just started that last week. I think that has like an experience difficulty. It and- does. Like it. It has like a, the ability for you to have it on a setting of where like your decisions are final, or your decisions. You know, like it might be one of those things. Are you sure you really want to do this? There's a little bit of like a, a built-in fail-safe on the intermediate mode, so or something like that. Uh. And then everything else that I've been playing has been pretty light. I'm just kind of gearing up for Control, which is in like a week or two. Uh, it's uh, Apex, which they just started the solos today. Yeah. Have, uh, even though I tend to play with my mic on mute, I really prefer that game with people in a squad <laughs> than solo. Because I always stay with my group. You know, yeah. I... I I never go off and do my own thing, though I, I do pretty well sometimes if I if my team dies and I can't revive them. Uh, but that just started today, so I like dabbled in it before we started recording. And it's only like an event, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like that's interesting. It's like only like a three-week event. But the thing that I guess that you know, I know that when they first released Apex, everybody's like, where's the solos? Where are the solos? And I think they did it based on fan feedback. But one of the f- factors of like why the little bit of Apex that I've played is that I enjoy playing is that like when you in solo or that I enjoy about Apex is like when I die there's a chance that my partner can res me and then even you know and then even when I die die like I can still be respawned mm-hmm. with solos like it's done like right yeah and and it kind of loses some of its appeal I'm just trying to pull up um yeah cuz it started today I, I'm just trying to see how long it lasts but I think it's only like a 2 2 3 week period yeah. if anything I think it's actually uh, on our site. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, it's two weeks. Because uh, they're doing like the uh, a crown, iron crown cha- uh, collection event, which I don't really know about. I just immediately just jumped in a game because I didn't have too much time between like work and uh, recording. Uh, but jumping into that, I'll probably play a ton of that. And then Overwatch had their big updates, which I think hit consoles yet. I didn't see an update for it today, but it probably hit yeah. today or tomorrow. I saw something about like another new character, right? Yeah, they're, they're the new characters being patched in, and then also their new ranking system, where they basically 
before you would get SR, or which is their ranking points, in one pool, and now they're breaking it up in three of like defense, offense, and support, and then you get separate rankings for each class based on what class you play. Uh, I'm waiting to see how much that destroys the the matchmaking, just because you you know you, you you pick your pool and then you're stuck with that pool of characters for the right. game. And uh, sounds like early going, if you want to play someone on offense, your queue time is way longer. If you pick support, you get queued almost immediately because no one wants to play support. <laughs> uh, I'm a support player, but I only really play Moira, which means if I don't get Moira, I'm kind of screwed because then I have to pick other support characters and I don't like the other support characters. So uh, I'm going to end up playing a lot of that. I might try and stream it. I've been saying that for a while, but I actually might have time to do some streaming uh, if uh, you guys aren't streaming uh, Black Ops and Destiny (laughs) or whatever else (laughs) uh, gets streamed. Uh, So might might jump into a lot of overwatch and apex so uh we'll probably hear more about that next week yeah. depending on how I, I feel bad for anyone that doesn't like that talk because there'll probably be a lot of it yeah uh, especially you might have some talk about uh another uh a game next week as well or this week <laughs> possibly um and then i i jumped into the power rangers fighting game that i talked about like a month ago about i, I saw an email that like zed got added yeah, yeah, which is why I wanted to check it out. I'm still trying to figure out how... Because there's like a season pass for it, but a lot of the characters have been free. So mm-hmm. I, like, Zed was just added, but I just don't know uh, if he's part of like the season pass or not. Because when I played, he wasn't uh, in the game. Uh, I'm just looking it up real quick. Yeah, the latest update introduces Zed and completes the game's story mode. So, yeah, I guess he finishes up the the story mode. How, which how even, is that game as a core fighting game? Really good. It's it's simple. It's nothing too complicated. The only thing that hurt it is the roster is just way too small. Okay, so Lord Zed is part of the Season 1 pass. Okay. Uh, but it's just... That my only problem with the game is that that roster is way too small. They could have cut corners with just giving palette swaps for characters, and they do some palette swaps for like there's like two different versions of the Pink Ranger, mm-hmm. but they could have just even easily... though there's like fifty versions of the Pink Ranger now, yeah, and that's what they do. They you know it's like they're the OG Pink Ranger, and then there's like the Slayer Pink Ranger, uh, but they could have done way more characters i feel like and made the game feel bigger by just palette swapping and then maybe changing a couple moves because the power rangers individually don't fight that differently from each other until you get into the different like eras of power rangers yeah but even then like okay so full disclosure i've been watching my son my three-year-old soon to be four-year-old son had to have a tooth pulled so um i was he was um numbed and then had you know gassed for a little bit to get the tooth pulled so he we had to like keep an eye on him for like the day so he's been on this wanting to watch like power rangers all the time on netflix and there's like i don't even god knows how many like 15 different versions of power rangers on netflix um and one of the newer ones i'm probably gonna butcher this name but power rangers super mega force or something that's probably where, one no. yeah where they actually and i i this is how bad it got with watching this much i actually started paying attention to the show um, <laughs> the, these ones have the ability to morph into all of the previous Rangers. 
Okay. It uses it uses energy, but they can, you know, like the Red Ranger can ner- uh, nerf <laughs> morph into the um, the original Red Ranger and and his abilities and the samurai ones and the you know like and all these other ones and and but it uses you know there's obviously like a a stipulation to it or they can't be in this form that long because it uses a bunch of energy and things like that, but. Um, they can call upon the old Zords. They can do like a lot of their abilities and stuff like that. So just giving those, uh, I guess the roundabout way to my point is they, it looks, it looks like in the show that they have in, unique finishing moves for each different version of Power Ranger, like Samurai or whatever the other ones are. And to your point, like a fighting game that with you know five different Red Rangers that have five different finishing moves is still content. Yeah. You know. There's still going to be one that fits that 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 player's style, the the the, the player of the game style better for whatever reason. Yeah, th- th- there's definitely things that they could have done to to make this game feel bigger, uh, but it's a smaller game. It was a twenty dollar game, still seemed kind of pricey, especially their season pass is like fifteen dollars, and it was like three or four characters. Yeah, and the main. But game, I mean, like going all the way back to Street Fighter, like Ken and Ryu. Ryu weren't that different of fighters. No, no, exactly, and that's my point. They could have, yeah. they could have stretched out and given us at least the original team, and just right. changed things slightly, you know, a little bit. Which they might get there because they added some characters for free, but those are really just, just just let me fight as Alpha, right? Like if Alpha <laughs> isn't, uh, like once they get towards like if they can make it to like a season two or season three, you have to just you know do some weird shit and. <laughs> Throw Alpha in there, or throw Bulk and Scully uh, in there, like a Zordon tube that just spins around. Yeah, <laughs> he should just be a call-in because you can call in a Megazord to to attack. You should just have his smoke just like takes you over. Uh, there's apparently there's like 14 Power Rangers podcasts, so you know if you want to start a Power Ranger rewatch podcast. No. No? Okay. <laughs> I, I put the offer out. He rejected me. Anyone else, hit me up on Twitter. Let's do a Power Rangers pod. No, you know, actually, uh, I want to do a Big Bad Beetleborgs uh, podcast. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it had the best theme song, even better than uh, Power Rangers theme song. So if anyone wants to do a Big Bad Beetleborg podcast, let me know. I'm still convinced that the weird ghost guy was Jay Leno, but I found out it wasn't. Uh, okay. Uh, that, that's, oh, wow. Uh, that's it for uh, playing, watching. I just started uh, season three of Glow. Uh, it's I'm liking where they they took the show. It seems like it's getting heavier into like the relationships with all different characters, but still really funny. And, and it's one of my favorite shows. I was su- super excited for it to come out, and slowly have been getting to the show. Uh, Avengers Endgame. I picked that up today. Uh, a lot of people. Tell me buying, the code. A lot of people buying Avengers. Uh, today crazy. I was upset because uh the Russo brothers, uh, were actually uh not too far from here doing like a meet and greet, and I didn't know about it. Even though I don't really like meeting celebrities, but they did make the they did direct a lot of my favorite episodes of Community, and that's probably what I want to meet them for. As opposed to, I'm sure during QA everyone is asking Avengers questions, but I'll be the first one to be like, "Can you tell me about Troy and Abed?" And then that that would be. All I would want to hear them talk about is community. Uh, <laughs> then SummerSlam was Sunday. Uh, I watched that, but it was a real pain because I mentioned earlier the WWE Network is just trash since they updated it. Where it was doing this annoying thing where probably every two minutes it would like skip 
three seconds and then oh, rewind no. itself and it was just too random to where like, like watching the, a terrible stream yeah a terrible but, like video game stream yeah but the, the worst part is it's in like perfect 1080 and you don't know pixelation nothing but then like it would skip two seconds and like you would see the wrestlers just like move like super fast and you're just like what what's going on uh and it was just really difficult to watch i ended up having to like not watch it live couldn't watch it recorded the first night it was out because that stream was broken and then i just had to like watch it in chunks like over the last like two days to try and finish the show uh which is a shame but just fun pay-per-view wwe wrestling's in like a really good spot right now wwe starting to click and then competition's coming to tnt uh you did uh too young to be this old again didn't you yeah we uh did a preview for SummerSlam. so if you want to check them out uh, you can see how wrong uh, we were about SummerSlam uh, now that the show's uh, SummerSlam's over. Uh, but yeah, I basically do that monthly with them where bef- a week before the or the week of the pay-per-view, uh, we record a little bit of a, a preview. So we'll probably do one again in three weeks, four weeks. I don't know when the next wrestling pay-per-view is. Because uh, WWE is the worst. Like It could be at any point in that month. So sometimes there'll be a pay-per-view like back-to-back weekends because that's just how they threw the dart at the schedule mm-hmm. uh yeah but yeah that's it for playing and watching not too much again i'm, I'm waiting for control control is like my next big game it's like the only game i've been excited about this uh, this year has not been great gaming wise uh in terms of like new releases for me yeah i mean it's been pretty i mean like looking back at stuff like i don't i have stuff from last year that i still want to play but i don't have anything newly added to the pile this year that i wished i would have played or anything like that yeah like so far like i was like thinking because we're almost halfway through or we're we are more than halfway through the year of just like what is on my list of like game of the year and like right now a plague tale innocence is yeah my my game of the year and i don't really have a second or third place right now yeah and like i was talking about earlier with the new releases and stuff like that i think that it, you'd be surprised like unless something like wows us soon like i think dead cells like a, a game like that's going to be up there and like plague tale is going to be up there in the top three top four games and these are these are not heavy hitters you know mm-hmm. which is totally fine like that you know like but it's just interesting like you know i was seeing a, like some talk about borderlands and stuff like th- this week and people are like it's a month away and like i almost feel like their hype is kind of dwindling and then it's almost like well i have to play borderlands because i enjoyed two so much you know and, a, and then there it, I, a couple of people were almost talking about like an obligation to play and i'm like mm, an obligation to play like that's kind of weird. yeah I, I, it's funny though because like i remember after borderlands like two and a pre-sequel people were not like too super hot on that on the game I mean, I also think the Randy Pitchford stuff this year has just been so tiring and draining for the Borderlands community yeah. that they might be burnt out before they even got a chance to play the game just because Randy Pitchford's been kind of destructive towards the image of that studio. Right. Yeah. Now, what have you been playing? So, um, I fell off... I do, I was doing pretty good for a little while, but I fell off the Destiny bandwagon pretty hard last week. And I think I... like. I, so it started with I was messing around in my office on one of my days off and like I was streaming a little bit I was just doing a couple things trying to finish off a little bit of things in Destiny and my internet or something like went nuts like my the stream like OBS crashed and like the stream dropped a whole bunch of frames and the internet was acting funny so I turned everything off and like rearranged my entire office 
um, just to fix my internet connection, which really wasn't necessary, but it made me feel better. So, um, so if you guys have been seeing me stream, like I actually like have, I still have the green screen. I'm just not using it, um, right now. And I, you know, made my background a little bit more, you know, about me and personality wise and stuff like that. Rearranged the office even right before we started recording. Michael even made a comment about, it. Oh, it looks a little bit more homey. <laughs> so, um, come check out the streams then. But then I, once I got everything fixed that I started testing things again and wanted to, to stream again. So obviously I just streamed destiny. It's easy. And then I ended up playing the game for like eight hours straight on stream. Um, I just was working on my armor and, um, you know, a couple people were in chat hanging out talking to me and stuff like that. So, um, I finished the armor for the event. And that'll be, like, the first set of armor that I have for when Shadowkeep comes out in October. So, like, that's all well and good. I'm chasing a couple of weapons now. We've, I've probably raided more in the last 10 days than I have in a long, long time. In terms of, like, getting in there, getting a team in there, completing the raid multiple times, trying to hunt for certain weapons that, I'm, that are only dropped from there. So, um, I'm kind of to the point where... Like, I probably will only be playing if we're going to get get a raid going. There's other things that... I, I mean, there's two other things I need to work on, which only take me a couple hours. Um, and then um, today, I got a message from somebody a couple days ago about promoting them in the clan for Division 2. So I went back into the Division 2 for the first time in weeks, months. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, there was a ton of stuff on screen when I signed back in. Like, hey... Welcome back and go here, go here, go here because they added the, the you know the new seasonal content that I interviewed Terry Spears for during E3 about you know like the zoo and I played a little bit of that mission solo by myself. Game still feels good. Game still looks really good. Um, it's just the draw and I and again and I don't I don't know and I know like a lot of people maybe get annoyed when I talk about games of service and why I keep going back to them and things like that. But there's playing as much Destiny two as I played like in the last two weeks and then going back and playing the division for only a little bit of time that I played today, it's like the division felt more like a drag and more like a chore of what I was doing going through versus when I play Destiny now, it's just it's just fun. Like it it feels good. It I know the mechanics. I understand how the game works and, and I just have a good time and I like hanging out with six of my friends and, and or five of my friends and doing a raid or a couple of the friends and helping them level something up and it it just like the game feels great and the stuff the draw is there for me. It never feels like I'm getting like screwed by the game or you know, or things like that. So it's disappointing for those like first three or four seconds when I don't get the drop that I want. But then, you know, when I look back on it, I was helping some people complete raids that haven't completed and yet finishing some of their triumphs and stuff like that. And that feeling never goes away. In the division, I signed in and like I had all this stuff and I just don't know what to do with all of it or why it's there or what's good or what's not good. And I know like a lot of that's on me because I haven't been playing the game constantly, but they're also not showing enough stuff or you know doing enough things to entice me to to keep wanting to go back um like destiny uh luke smith who is the creative game director for the destiny franchise he released a uh part one of three art uh post that he wrote of state of state of game uh and he pretty much talked about like the last you know prior six months of destiny 2 and I'm waiting for them to, and he will, he'll probably never do it because they don't really want to burn this bridge. But I'm literally waiting for them to say, Activision said we couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and there is for certain things because the stuff that he's writing and talking about of like game development and how they're delivering content with the annual pass and stuff like that of, of, it being a challenge and stuff running linear and people are, aren't understanding how, you know, like when 
Black Armory came out and you were able to start doing bounties to forge certain weapons. And then the season of the Drifter came out and the randomization of not being able to have direct ways to get certain loot wasn't there. And people were like, wait, the, the content before had this and the content now doesn't. Those two things were being developed at the same time. One, you know, slightly ahead of the other one. But by the time that they really saw like, wow, that's really working. Like it was probably too late to put it in the new stuff. You know, and and so like the constant, you know, because people were complaining years ago about large content droughts in Destiny, and you know, or large content droughts in any game as service, whether it's you know Anthem or Division or Destiny or whatever you want to say Borderlands is or isn't, you know, or these other games that you know are trying to get people to can keep playing them, and the the transparency that you know like Luke Smith is showing, and people forget that he actually used to be a writer, so the his ability to write you know is always there. You don't ever really lose that, I don't think. But and it's just interesting. So even if you haven't played Destiny or you haven't played Destiny in a long time, maybe take a half an hour to read what Luke Smith wrote about, and because he was very transparent about why certain things happened the way they did and what they're trying to do to hopefully not have that happen again. So just from a development standpoint, of anytime like peeking into the door of seeing why something is the way it is is always fascinating. Um, so that's on Bungie.net, and it's just, it came out like this week as they're getting ready to ramp up and show streams of their new content for Shadowkeep like this week. So um, going into Gamescom, like Michael said, there's going to be stuff coming out that he's interested in and we're going to be talking about. And then for me, as we ramp up into to Shadowkeep, I'm going to be talking about that. And if you stepped away from Destiny, like 100%, like that's fine. I get it. But the core mechanics are still there. So... It's ready for you to. I think Shadow Keep's going to be what maybe you were think you were missing that you didn't get with Forsaken, but um, and that what's not there. I guess the whole point of it, what's not there for me at least with the division, the mission that I played of going to like the Washington D.C. Zoo, like the space and everything looked really cool. Going through like the aquariums and stuff like that, like the aesthetics and everything like that. Of like, again, being in D.C., being in an actual, real physical place, they like they've nailed. You know, similar to how they did a better job with, you know, with watchdogs in San Francisco and making their own, you know, Hope County, Montana. Like the, the places and the, the environments that, you know, Ubisoft is able to create are always great. But then sometimes the gameplay just isn't there. And I feel like right now, like the gameplay for Division, at least for me right now, isn't there. I'm going to probably go back and try to play some with some friends and do some things with that. But for the most part, it's just it's just not there. Um. And then watching, I, I watched a little bit more of The Boys. I'm still trying to, to get into that. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time like following it or understanding what's going on. I know nothing about the comics. The The premise is interesting to me, but I'm only like two and a half episodes in. And not even, like I, I keep finding myself like stopping like halfway through an episode because I get distracted and I'm not su- super focused on it. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm hesitant to get into that. I don't know, something about the way it looks or the way it's shot just doesn't click yeah. with me and it's just keeping me away. Yeah, it's not like it's not drawing my attention to where like it, like the best the best thing I can equate it to is when I start watching a show that I'm interested in and like somebody walks in the room or you know like if my if my wife comes home and she's talking to me I'm like I just want to finish my show. You know, like like let me just finish this. And you know, even though I can pause it, it's all on demand, I can watch it whenever I want. It's focused. It's I I want to remember what's going on. I keep pausing the boys and stopping and doing other things and I've got a ton of different stuff going on right now with picking my son up from camp 
from his summer job at, at a camp and then getting ready to move him back into the dorms down in Kentucky. And then, you know, my daughter's birthday and Owen's birthday and Owen had a teeth, had, had some teeth pulled from uh, one tooth pulled this, you know, like there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on, you know, even with work and stuff like that, like all these things and moving parts and stuff like that. But usually I like to like to stop and sit down and watch TV for, you know, on my day off or my morning off. And, I don't have anything to watch right now. My wife and I have tons of stuff that we want to watch and we're never home at the same time. And so like everybody's like, Oh, that'd be great. I would just love to watch the shows that I want to watch. And I don't have any shows right now that I want to watch. <laughs> so, um, and that's when I find myself coming down to my office and tinkering with something or playing destiny or, you know, like I, you know, going back into, you know, to the division. Like I said, I, I enjoyed the little bit on vacation when I played uncharted lost legacy, but just like every other naughty dog game, my wife's pretty much like, you can't play that game because I want to watch the story as you play. So I can only play when she's here. And then sometimes she doesn't want to sit in the office with me. So I'm in this like massive, like catch 22 and the second PlayStation is leaving the house again. Cause it's going back to the dorm. <laughs> But um, that's it. Long roundabout of what the the two games I've been playing and the crap of uh, other than multiple forms of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll jump into the questions. Yeah. Uh, so uh, first question, uh, which I was going to actually put in news, but I decided to keep in questions and spread them out. Uh, ben on Facebook uh, asked if we have any thoughts on the canceled 4K Minecraft update. I don't know if you saw this. But Is this the texture pack thing that yes, they advertised? Yes, they canceled it. Okay. They, they, Why? Uh, technical reasons. They couldn't get it to run properly. You can't make your blocks look right in four in four K. So this was like they were gonna redo like the textures, the shadows, get it running in four K, and just make the game look still look like Minecraft, but just more detailed Minecraft. Uh, they they just kind of canceled it outright. They announced this at E three twenty seventeen, then in twenty eighteen they delayed it. And then now, 2019, they just outright canceled it. Uh, they didn't come out and say... They just said it just wasn't... Uh, they they implemented it in the testing or whatever, in, like, internal testing. And they just didn't like the way it was coming together. Uh, and it wasn't running at the level it should run. Which I'm assuming might be related to the fact that it is cross-play on so many different platforms. And not every platform mm-hmm. was going to get this update. I think it was exclusive to Microsoft, wasn't it? Uh, they were going to do it... Or the uh, Xbox One X or something? Yeah, Xbox One X and then PC. But then I, I have a feeling getting those versions on the Super 4K pack to be compatible with the other versions of the game, the non-4K Super Resolution packs, probably caused enough issues that they just said it wasn't worth it. It was a cool, funny trailer when they did that at E3 because it was like 4K, you know, like... 4K Legos. Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, high resolutions, better shadows, better lighting. It was a funny thing and it could have been cool, but I totally understand why they would cancel it, especially if it's like it made the game run like trash and this game runs on like everything. Right. Uh, But No, I mean... I I just don't think that I think this kind of shows like and, and obviously Minecraft has shown this for years that gameplay is king. Mm-hmm. Graphics aren't king. You know, a game can look beautiful and play terrible and still review terrible. A game can look terrible and play well and review well. Yeah. So. And and I don't think the Minecraft audience gave a shit about this. Like I don't know who this was for. The the crazy 
visual upgrades. No one's playing Minecraft being like, man, I wish the lighting was better. I mean, there might be someone out there. I might have someone message us being like, I wanted better lighting. But I, the vast majority of the people playing probably did not even know that the lighting could be better. Well, it sounds like Ben might have cared about it. He might have actually cared about <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Ben's an Xbox guy too, so he might have been really looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's well, you need sub- something to play on that system that you spend five hundred dollars on twice. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty, especially I'm still on Visa Game Pass, even though I have it on I PC. Know. I'm just joking. I know. Uh, and then next question, uh, Saggy Sasquatch, which I believe he asked us this a couple months ago. Any news on Dead Space or Dino Christ reboots? <laughs> Dead Space is dead. I don't think that's ever coming back. I. I f- the like, studio that made that is closed, right? Yeah, Visceral got closed because uh, yeah. of the Star Wars project. But even if they want to use... I don't know if that IP has value anymore. Uh, especially the third one. Was it... The second one added the multiplayer that was actually not terrible, but not the point of Dead Space. And then the third one had the multiplayer and then microtransactions before microtransactions were a problem. So I think the 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 sales from one to two to three was just continuously going downwards and then that dead space was right around the same time that ea was trying new things you know they like released dead dead space and then they released mirror's edge of like you guys want new ips here's new ips and then not enough people bought them and right went back to battlefield yeah uh and i don't no, even know what dino crisis is i know what dino crisis is but i don't even know who has the rights to 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 dino crisis anymore i mean it probably never changed is that capcom yeah it's capcom yeah no capcom remakes everything so there's there's still a chance though it's dino crisis 3 released in 2003 so it's 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 been a long time yeah, that's, since why I don't, that's why i don't know what it is that's kind of when i was not playing games so yeah uh Hey, Capcom really likes remaking games. You just have to yeah. hit them up on like all their social media channels. I know Capcom Unity, like their forums, is actually pretty active with like people like paying attention to the forums from Capcom. So, right, you want Dino Crisis? Hit up the, yeah. the Capcom. Capcom's Unity. been doing a pretty good job lately with their community stuff. So, yeah, and uh, the Jurassic Park movies are doing well. Maybe some Dino Crisis can get in on that <laughs> and just remake them, especially uh, Jurassic Park Dino Crisis. Uh, speaking of dinosaurs, um, our next question uh, from Eric: uh, Will we I see the? I don't the Tarak- understand the fascination behind this game. I don't understand. <laughs> will we see the Tarak remaster reports come to the PS4? The bloody Switch and Xbox have them. I don't know why it's like that. I I, I did research on this and I couldn't find a reasonable explanation on why the Switch and Xbox got them. Uh. And no, and, and and PlayStation's left out in the code. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of Turok. I'm sure I played it, but it's not something that I'm feeding for a new version of or a remastered version of or anything like that. So. I mean, they're, they're not like crazily. I mean, the remasters aren't crazy like technical remasters. I mean, they're Nintendo 64 games. Uh, they look slightly better on the Switch and uh, the, uh, the the Xbox. I don't understand why they're not out on PlayStation. Because I don't... Why, I, I, I don't know. And like, like The studio that's remaking them is a really small studio. I think their Wikipedia page lists them as like a 10-person studio. Maybe they just don't have the resources to do that. 
Or maybe the fees to release your game on PlayStation is a little high. Because I know Xbox and Nintendo have made it easier to release smaller games on their platforms. And maybe Sony just hasn't changed to go along with them. But, yeah, I have no idea. Why? Uh, and our final question from Chase on Twitter, Chase at Chase167. Um, it's more of a kind of a statement with a question. There are a few games that I... that I uh, What the heck? These are a few games that I, I would love to see <laughs> on the PS5. Uh, number one, Warhawk. Uh, number two, Rock Band Blitz. Not gonna happen. Number three, Heavenly Sword. Um, well, Heavenly Sword's made by an Xbox-owned studio now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. A little bit. So Warhawk, I'm sure, could you know be a possibility. I'm, I know that there's been a lot of you know community push for Warhawk. Um, the Rock Band series that would just be a licensing nightmare with a third console <laughs> into this equation. Um, and uh, Heavenly Sword, it's owned by Microsoft. No, or the that, studio. No. Um, okay, so Heavenly Sword. Uh, so this guy's list, I completely agree with one in three. Rockman Blitz was kind of cool, but there are other games on PC that kind of do that better. Uh, but Heavenly Sword. So uh, there was a sequel in the works at one point, or at least in early stages. Uh, Sony actually owns the IP for Heavenly Sword. So Ninja Theory developed it, uh, but Sony has the IP. They actually had Sony Cambridge, who became Gorilla Cambridge, working on a sequel, at least in a concept art page or, or phase, uh, but Sony canceled it because they didn't think the IP was strong enough. So there's concept art for the game from like 2011, 2010, uh, which looks kind of cool, but there's been so many things coming out on it. Like Ninja Theory weren't really interested in making a sequel to it. They just wanted to move on to... Oh, God. Hellblade. The... No, the... Oh, my God. The... Who played Gollum? Andy Serkis. The Andy Serkis game, Enslaved. Uh, they wanted to move on to Enslaved. Uh, but I, I... Heavenly Sword's one of those franchises I loved. It's one of those early PS3 games that, given more time, uh, would have probably been, like, a mainstay. But, like, just hearing, like, some of the concept stuff that... It's always hard to tell if it's like just fan conjecture, uh, conject, uh, conjecture can't talk right now, or if it's um, just you know like actual concept art of like Noriko trying to get out of hell, or you play as uh, uh, Kai. I believe Kai was her sister's name, uh, but there was like rumors that you know uh, at the end of Heavenly Sword, spoilers, no one's gonna play it. If if you're offended by the spoiler, you were never gonna play it. Uh, Noriko dies at the end of Heavenly Sword. Uh, and there was rumors that the second game would take place with Noriko trying to get out of hell, but that was also around the same time God of War 3 was happening, and then God of War 3, you know, you fight your way out of hell, kind of, or you're in hell fighting. So there was, like, conflict of, like, do we want two games with, like, kind of a similar, uh, beginning, and then... Uh, Gorilla Cambridge, or before it was Gorilla Cambridge, just Cambridge. Uh, they had some concept art out, and it was just canceled, and they were just moved on to something else. But man, I, I would love Heavenly Sword too. I, I think Sony was 
thinking about it in 2014 when they released the Heavenly Sword movie that was fucking atrocious because it was this like really bad like animation like the, the game which was from like 2008 or whatever looked significantly better than the animated movie they released in 2014 like the direct to dvd or video on demand movie they released in 2014 which i think might still be on netflix but like that was terrible but i wonder if that was them testing the waters to see if like the heavenly sword name can do anything but in the most lazy like let's see if people are still interested in it but let's give them a shitty version of it just to shoot ourselves in the foot right uh but do you have three franchises that you want to see hit ps5 that aren't for sure like you know like the last of us or uncharted like i mean it sounds like a cop-out it's never gonna happen like an ncaa football game yeah yeah it's (laughs) never gonna happen yeah um and then i would love to see the the continuation of cole's story through infamous yeah, yeah, I, I would love to see not Delsum, not in Second Son, but yeah, there's like, nothing wrong with the, uh, the Second Son. Yeah, yeah. Son I just I'm curious about how you know because the way that two ended, mm-hmm. you know, for some and for others, you know, there's you know, the way that it ended left a lot of open space and speculation to some things like that. So, and I didn't finish um, Second Son. Like the call isn't really. I, I I don't know. I didn't either. So, but I, I wouldn't be surprised I don't think if. So. <laughs> Because I was always assuming he would just pop up as a villain in, like, Second Son or something. Yeah. Uh, if there's something that crazy that happens in that game, I'm not aware of it. Um, and then, like, I really can't think of, like, a like a third one off the top of my head. Um, nothing that's jumping out at me. Um, yeah, nothing I can think of right now. Yeah. Uh, I want Tony Hawk's Skate. Like, I just want EA just to, since Tony Hawk is away from Activision, they just revamped the Skate franchise and put Tony Hawk's name on it just to, you know, piss off both of camps of, like, piss off the Tony Hawk fans that want a Tony Hawk video game and piss off the Skate fans that want a Skate video game. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I want Warhawk, which I still feel like is very easy for Sony to do. I know I don't know shit about game development, but I feel like that is the most low stakes low cost sort of thing yeah i mean it's at the point now where like just make it look better like clean it up and don't change anything you know just put it on ps4 make it shinier or just maybe fix maybe give the option for you know this century control scheme you know or voice chat that works that, that's yeah. not that horrible gargle voice chat. i had a little bit of a problem with like the controls and stuff like that just like you know like going back and forth between like third person shooters and how they behave now and how that games behave like i think it getting a current update to the controls i think would be beneficial for me at least honestly if they throw like a a, a, a cell shaded look on the game they can just overlook some of like the nasty uh yeah. visuals of it and just make it a little more bright and colorful and that would probably be cost effective i know nothing about game development <laughs> it just seems like such a low stakes effort they can put out and it not be a big thing it could be like a 20 30 game i was gonna ask can they throw a 60 dollar tag on it and call it war, war <laughs> warhawk remaster no but totally just do warhawk battle royale as a mode and make that free to play and then just see what happens <laughs> um 
uh, since uh, Josh was on a couple weeks ago and he mentioned White Knight Chronicles, uh, White Knight Chronicles uh, 3 on the PS5 would probably be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, that that's pretty much it. Like Warhawk, I would love to see Heavenly Sword, White Knight Chronicles, or some sort of skateboarding game. I want a skateboarding game. Though, um, Skatebird is coming out where you play a little tiny, like, bird on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to see Andy play that game from the side quest <laughs> podcast. I'm sure he'll be super into that. Oh, look at you. You left your phone on. I left my phone on. Yeah. But this is staying in by the way. Oh yeah. No, I'm fine with that. I'm not <laughs> the cat did it. Yep. The cat did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the, the, the games I'd want to see. So. All right, well, you can continue to send us questions. We didn't get a whole bunch of them this week, but you can use hashtag AskPSNation on social media. You can send us emails to podcast at PSNation.com. You can tweet directly at Michael. You can tweet directly at myself. Whatever you need to do to, to send them to us, tweet at the main account, You know, right on the Facebook page right there. However you want to send them, we'll see it in one way or another. Um, just like on, on anything else, uh, social media-wise, you can go to the forums, like I said, and sign up for Fantasy Football. There's some other conversations going on on our forums, psnation.com slash forum. Forums, sorry. And then the Facebook page of uh, facebook.com slash uh, psnation page. I don't know anybody that really uses Facebook directly on a computer anymore. But you can also just search PlayStation Nation on your phone or whatever. Um, and then Twitter, you can. The main account is at PS Nation. Michael's account is at the first name JC. My account is at the Destiny Dave. Uh, next week's show may be a couple of days later than normal. I am going to San Francisco next week for an event on Tuesday. Um, I don't know if I can say what the event is, so that's why I'm just saying it like this. Um, and I will be gone the entire day on Tuesday. I'm flying out Monday evening, and I'm flying back Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, and then I go back to work on Wednesday. So this is stuff that I do for you guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a long day uh, in San Francisco, but those are those events are always fun. So there is a so it could go one of two ways depending on. Uh, I have to look at my work schedule, but it could be something that we might record before I go, and the show might be out, or we might record after I get back, depending on what I am allowed to talk about and when I am allowed to talk about it. Um, or if, if you want to hear my friend on a podcast again, <laughs> just, uh, tweet us at PS Nation. Yeah. So uh, it could be one of those situations where it, it may not. If it, if if it is released early, it'll probably be released on Monday or Tuesday. And if it's not if it's not released by Tuesday, it's probably not coming out until Thursday night or Friday. So um, that is where next next week is looking. Um, I'm in the process of writing my Ewan Racing Chair review. So I'm not. I was. I was going to talk about it a little bit today, but I decided not to. Um, if you want to check the chair out, or if you have questions, if you see me streaming, I am sitting in the chair um, when I stream. Or you can also watch some of the past replays and and check the chair out and see how it fits. And I was able to sit in it for like eight hours the other day and not have a huge problem. So that's always a, a huge win um, with as big as I am in terms of height and things like that. Uh, not fat, just height. <laughs> um, but uh, and then there is um, some of those the Logitech headphones that I'll be talking about next week as well and then uh, obviously if we record afterwards me getting an opportunity to travel with the headphones is a huge win for me uh, to, go, to get on a plane with the headphones and things like that it would be something I would really want to do so because um, I haven't traveled in a little while so. but uh, that's what I have I don't know what Michael has hopefully we'll have maybe some discussion about control at that time maybe I don't know if we're getting them early or not if they're even doing early copies of it well yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, we'll have yeah. to get with Glenn on that. That's just pure 100% speculation on my part. <laughs> yeah. Hoping. Hoping. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will be uh, going to Bitbash this Saturday. It's Saturday, 
the 17th. So Bitbash, if you're in a Chicagoland area, Bitbash is the indie video game festival in Chicago. Uh, they're actually doing it at the Museum of Science and Industry, which is pretty cool. So Bitbash is uh, from 9.30 in the morning when the museum opens. Museum closes at 5.30, but if you have tickets for Bitbash, you can stay in a museum until midnight for the event. So it's a museum after it closes, you'll be inside of it for uh bit bash i think tickets- national treasures 2.0 or whatever it is night <laughs> of the museum 2.0 <laughs> yeah uh, they're, they're gonna have uh i think it's over 60 games it might be 80 games uh right cool. now uh of different indie games all sorts of weird things there's like experimental games here board games uh a lot of like every time i've gone to a bit bash there's at least been like a handful of games that have made it onto console several years after a bit bash yeah. or a couple years after a bit bash. So it's a cool way to see, uh, indie games that you might play in the future or might be pretty big. Uh, so tickets are still available for that. I'll be there, uh, roaming around, uh, most of Saturday and it's also Sunday as well. Uh, but Sunday is shorter day cause museum closes at five and they're not going to hold it open any later on a Sunday. Uh, but, Definitely, if you're in the Chicagoland area, check that out. Um, it's always weird. Every time I go, uh, occasionally the devs will be there for certain games, but other times they're just enjoying the party. Because past, I think, 8 o'clock, from 8 o'clock to midnight, it just kind of turns into a techno party with like crazy music. So not many people are uh, really playing the games or like talking at that point. They're all just running around going crazy. Uh, so I'll be there. If I run into people... Uh, Every time I go there, the Manifold Garden uh, dev is over, always over there. So we all uh, uh, chat with him for a couple minutes if he's there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be there and have a lot of games to talk about next week. Nice. Maybe just do the show solo and just talk to yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's super entertaining. People love podcasts where it's just one person <laughs> talking for two hours. Sorry. Um so I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, please continue to send us feedback, send us questions, send us, you know, communicate with us on social media. That's, that's a big deal for Michael and I. It's something we like to continue to keep pushing. Um, and it doesn't have to be just gaming-related stuff if you guys want to know other things. And, you know, like a lot of times we, Michael and I actually, I learn stuff about Michael and Michael learns stuff about me when you guys ask these questions. You know, as much as we've been working together, it's, still, it's always interesting for me to think of Michael as an offensive lineman. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I hope everyone has a great week, and we will talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya.